This is the mission. Destroy the axis of evil. Low self-esteem, lack of knowledge, and loser mentality. Finally! Finally! Operation in progress. Securing perimeter. Unlimited, the soldier for higher thinking. We are at war! 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 I thought I told you! Victory Unlimited! Many of you know me. I am Victory Unlimited, and this is the Victory Unlimited show, where our mission is to save one man at a time while the whole world listens. Today, I got a bunch of questions that you guys have sent me from the front lines. So let's get right into it. Question number one. What is the best way to meet women? The best way to meet women is by following the same strategy that you use to meet anyone or anybody. Number one, be open, be affable, and be approachable wherever you go, not just when you go to places where you think you'll meet women. Because what you'll find is that as you go about your everyday life, your day-to-day, opportunities will pop out at you in the most unexpected places. And whenever they do, don't just be approachable, but step out and do some approaching. Use the things you see, the things you're doing, or the things that are going on around you as ammunition for your attraction arsenal. Then open up the conversation with boldness, composure, charisma, and humor to break the ice. And then just see what develops. Question number two. I have this girl that I'm trying to talk to who just told me that I was probably too nice for her and that she likes the kind of man that'll put her in her place. What the hell does that mean? What does she mean by that? When a woman says that you're too nice, uh, what she means is that you're too easygoing, you're too accommodating, and you're not aggressive enough for her. And when she says she wants a man that'll put her in her place, What she's saying is that she's an immature female without reason and accountability who'd rather be treated like a child rather than an adult. That way, in the future, no matter what bad things might happen in the relationship, it'll always be the guy's fault and never hers. Question number three. Why do women who always go for bad boys and then get dogged out by bad boys so much always keep going back to bad boys over and over again. Why is it that they seem to never learn? Women who seem like they're addicted to bad boys are really addicted to the thrills. The thrills. In my electronic arsenal, The Battle Plan, I break down in depth everything you need to know about thrill-seeker type women. But here's the short answer. As I said, bad boy loving chicks are addicted to the rush, the thrill, the excitement of dating bad boys 
thugs and criminals. In fact, do yourself a favor after listening to this show, go back in the archives of the Victory Unlimited show website and find a mission that I went on called help. My girlfriend is in love with a bad boy thug criminal <laughs> or something like that. It's easy to find. Listen to that show. It'll go deep, deep, deep into why so many girls are attracted to these kind of guys. They're addicted to the rush. They're hyped up on the thrills. That's why you'll hear them all the time at the beginning of the relationship saying stuff like, but girl, he, he's such a badass. Look at all those tats. <laughs> or they'll say, but girl, he's he's so aggressive and, and excited and take charge. I never know what he's going to do next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it starts. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it starts. But the relationship usually ends with us watching a viral video of world star hip hop with him chasing her ass down the street with rollers in her head and one house you own and one house you off with her hollering, girl, he crazy. He crazy. <laughs> Question number four. I bought a copy of the Victory Unlimited Battle Plan a year ago and it changed my life. And as a result, I try to drop some of your knowledge on some of my boys and even my brothers, but they just wave it off, saying that they don't need it, even though I can clearly see them constantly getting their asses handed to them because they keep making the wrong life decisions and keep going after the wrong women. So my question is this, why do some guys like to act like they don't need any help? understanding women in relationships or just life in general. Well, well, like I've said before, a lot of times a man's biggest enemy is his own overinflated ego. There are a lot of misguided dudes out here who think that reaching out for help with anything is weak or that they don't have time to read up on or learn from other people's experiences in order to avoid making costly mistakes in their own lives. But these guys, these guys, they're just stupid. <laughs> There's no other way you can describe a guy who'd rather learn things the hard way, lose half of everything he owns in a divorce or or spend months locked up in jail or trapped in a little rubber room wearing a jacket that zips up in the back. All because all because he was too proud to take any kind of preventative measures to protect himself from mental, financial, and emotional hits that can ruin a man's life. If he doesn't take dealing with life, women, and relationships seriously. But I don't really recommend that you shed any tears over guys like this. I don't because, because deep down, they know that there are things that they don't know, but choose to run full speed ahead into a gunfight carrying a knife. Dumb assness in general. I don't care about these guys. I don't, I, I, I can't waste my time caring about these guys. I only care about the guys that don't know and know that they don't know, but are ready and willing to make moves to do something about it. Question number five. What is the best strategy to use to be successful at online dating?
Stand ready, on the alert, all over the world. Against a hidden enemy, an enemy that can destroy morale, rob the soldier of the will to fight, and even trick him into surrendering. Enemy propaganda. It's a strange, shadowy world of the doctored photograph, the misquotation, the insinuation, and the lie. Now, some of this material to us is comical. Some of it is tragic. Some of it's weird. Some of it's dull. But all of it has the single purpose of selling discouragement and defeat. What? Online dating? What's the best what's the best way to be successful at online dating? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There is no way. There is no way for a man to be successful at online dating because there's no such thing as online dating. Online dating is a myth. It's not a real thing. The only real thing is online meeting. Why? Because to call it a date is to imply that there's a real romantic connection going on. And a romantic connection implies a physical connection. And a physical connection ultimately implies a sexual connection. So until technology reaches the point where it can actually replace the kind of physical intimacy that two people currently can only experience when they're actually in each other's company, then your computer, laptop, smartphone, or tablet should only be used for meeting women online, then arranging a face-to-face, in-person meeting with them offline as soon as possible. Otherwise, you could spend six months, a year, two years being in love with a fake picture that they have up on their profile that actually belongs to somebody else. Only when you meet in person, offline, does the real dating process begin. Because until you're able to do this, anything you two have typed, said, or heard from each other doesn't count. The best defense against enemy propaganda is truth. The soldier who understands how enemy propaganda works is forewarned and forearmed. In this knowledge lies his strength. Question number six. Hey, be you. I'm from down south where a lot of the women I meet are kind of thick with a lot of meat on their bones, which is fine with me because I like big women. But the thing is, a lot of my friends like to clown me for always chasing after the big girls. So I wanted to ask you, is there something wrong with a guy preferring to date the big girls? Is there something wrong with a guy who likes dating fat girls? So, you like dating plus-size women, huh? So, you like going after the thick chicks, huh? Well, well, I say to each his own. Your standard of beauty is just that. Your standard of beauty. So, I say you ought to keep liking what you like. I say that there's nothing whatsoever wrong with dating a fat girl. As long as she's worth the weight. <laughs> Question number seven. Is it ever a good idea to go back and get with an old girlfriend from the past? Well, it depends. And it actually depends on a lot of things. And one of the most important things it depends on is 
how the relationship ended. For instance, did she break up with you? Then the answer is probably no, because it's usually very hard, very hard to make a better second impression on someone who rejected you after your first impression. The only way to increase your odds of getting back with a woman you knew from back in the day is is for you to be so remarkably different now that you actually seem like a different person to her. For example, now this can happen. This actually can happen. For example, if you were an unattractive guy in high school, but but you're the most attractive and interesting man in the world now, then yeah, it can work. It can work. Getting back with a woman from your past does have a good chance of working if she was still just a little girl back then and you were just a little boy. Other than that, other than scenarios like that, the eyes of it working out begin to get slimmer. For instance, another scenario is what if you broke up with her? What if you broke up with a woman for some reason or another and whatever that reason was has now changed or that reason now no longer applies or whatever that reason was is no longer the case. Well, then you might have a shot in getting with her again. But the odds are her memory is still working perfectly and she'll always remember that you were the one that ended the relationship. And she may never really trust you the same way again. Or worse, she could go ahead and get back with you. And as time goes by and you get comfortable, she can come back at you out of nowhere and exact her revenge on you for whatever you did to her in the past. For whatever you did to her in the past. That's right. Just when you thought the war was over, she can rise up like a sleeper cell and take your ass out because you'll never See it coming. Then, of course, uh, you have you have a third scenario. What if you're thinking about getting back with a woman from your past where neither of you actually ended the relationship? It never went sour, so to speak. Like, say, like, let's say things never got too serious and you were just getting to know each other. But circumstances or a major life event took place and what you two were on the verge of putting together never actually got built. Say like one of your jobs required for you to move or or you met each other for a brief moment in time that couldn't last. Like you met her doing a vacation or doing a trip or when the two of you first met, maybe one of you couldn't devote enough time to the dating process because because you had to become a, a full-time caretaker for a family member or or something like that. Or even worse, what if you or her found yourself suddenly hit with a serious life-threatening illness at the beginning of the dating process? Unfortunately, in real life, things like this do happen. So I would say in cases like this, there is a chance for you to go on a relationship rescue mission to see what might be able to become of it. But other than the scenarios that I just talked about, other than the scenarios that I just mentioned, I say that it's almost always better to march forward in your quest to find the right person for you rather than backwards. Because when the relationships you had in the past ended, they always ended for a reason. But whenever you're embarking on a brand new relationship, you have a totally clean slate 
to write the story of your future the way you want it to go. Question number eight. The ladies I know claim that men are more shallow than women. They say that they don't have particular types of men that they're physically attracted to. But we men only go for looks. Is that true? No, that is not true. Men and women are both equally shallow, just in different areas. <laughs> But in regards to physical attraction in particular, women are as much into how someone looks as any man is. Think about it. If they weren't, you wouldn't see them posting comments on so many random wannabe male models, Facebook and Instagram pages all day, would you? <laughs> and and not to mention and not to mention sharing those pictures and videos with all their friends all over social media club owners club owners will even tell you that nobody no group is more loud raunchy and out of control when they see strippers performing than women are when they're watching male strippers and wait a minute let me ask you this too how many women do you know of who are leaving compliments and posting up comments and giving thumbs up to guys who don't look good with their shirts off. That's right. The answer is zero. And you didn't even need a calculator for that one, did you? So the next time a woman tries to tell you that she's not into looks, she's either lying or what she's really saying is that women are not into looks only. Now, if that is what that woman really means, then that would be true. Question number nine. Why do many relationships and marriages fail even when both people claim that they love each other? I've actually got a 20-minute answer to that two-second question, but I don't have time to go into all that now, so I'll give you this answer. Relationships and marriages sometimes fail because people define the word love in so many different ways. I would also say people tend to display their love differently, too. Understand that unlike most family love or brotherly love type of situations, romantic love, romantic love is a uniquely different thing. The love that you have for your family or your friends is less conditional and the love that you have for a romantic or marriage partner is a lot more conditional. And one of the reasons why romantic love is more conditional is because of the sexual component that is introduced into it. Though a lot of people don't like to admit it, especially a lot of guys with fragile egos, the introduction of sex into a relationship tends to unite two people on emotional and spiritual levels that are deeper and more sensitive than platonic type relationships. And the deeper that level of connection goes, the more vulnerable both people become to the influence of the other. And the more open and vulnerable two people become to each other, unfortunately, the more rules and the more conditions they tend to apply to the relationship. And the more conditions each person applies, the more unconsciously selfish they become. 
And the more selfish people become, the more personally affected they'll become whenever certain relationship conditions that they've applied are not met. And the more the conditions of the relationship are not met, the faster the relationship itself will unravel. And it is because of this, this this mostly conditional aspect of romantic love that sometimes makes it vulnerable and open for enemy attacks, both foreign and domestic. And know that when I say foreign, I mean folks trying to destroy your relationship or marriage from the outside. And when I say domestic, I mean when one of the two people in the relationship wind up trying to destroy it themselves from the inside, such as with how they choose to meet or choose to not meet each other's relationship conditions. You see, after having explained this, now you also know why some relationships and marriages are successful and do stand the test of time. It's because they found a way to either meet each other's conditions or even better, or even better, they finally reached a level of mental, emotional, and spiritual maturity, whereas they found a way to love the other person more and more unconditionally. Question number 10. Hey, do you? I'm just a regular, normal, average guy. But over the past five years or so, I've noticed that I'm having a harder time dating than I used to have. I've noticed that a lot of women I meet these days have a very high opinion of themselves. So much so that even average looking women think that they're now too good to date me. And most of these women I'm talking about usually have hundreds or over a thousand dudes following them all over social media. What's happening out here in the dating market? What's happening? What's happening out here? I'll tell you what's happening out here. What we're seeing here, what we've got is the rise of two trends, two trends that are basically taking over male-female relationship culture and totally throwing dating dynamics out of whack. And this is happening now in ways that we've never seen before. And what are these two trends? What are these two things I'm talking about? Well, both of them start with a T. One is what the kids are calling the thought trend. And the other is called the thirst trend. First, let's talk about thoughts. When I say thought, know that I'm using an acronym. Thought is spelled T-H-O-T. And thought stands for that hoe over there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what it means. And it's exactly what it sounds like. A thought is a dismissive, demeaning, derogatory term that people use for women, for women who generally display low class, uninhibited, sexually oriented behaviors to random people in general, and especially all over social media. Thoughts are the ones where nearly every image of them you see is them heavily made up with their butts out and their boobs out. Not that there's anything wrong with that in general, but every picture? (laughs) Come on. Other than that, thoughts are kind of hard to describe, but you, you usually know them when you see them. They range from being women who are really good looking all the way down to what some would call extra average looking women that you see all over Instagram taking selfies, wearing a, wearing as little clothes as possible or, or wearing clothes that are as tight and sexually provocative as possible. That's right. Like it or not, we now live in an age where any chick with a social media page and more than two followers can call herself 
a model. So that's the thought trend that's on the rise. But that's just one, as I mentioned. The other one is the thirst trend. But when I say thirst, it is not an acronym. That word has the exact meaning that you think it does. That word has the exact dictionary meaning that you're familiar with. Thanks to the past and current cultural climate that we're living in, we're now overrun. We now have a legion of lame, desperate, weak-minded, no self-esteem having sucker boys out here who show no shame when it comes to drooling and chasing and low-key cyber-stalking every woman that they see on social media displaying thought behavior. You guys know who you are. You know who you are. And we see who you are too. And how do we know who they are? It's because these are the dudes that you see always commenting on every random picture of every random chick talking about, damn, you fine. Or let me take you out. Or, hey, when you going to answer my DM? <laughs> And like I said, these dudes are so thirsty, so thirsty that they're blowing up the heads of attention seeking women who already know that they're attractive. And and they're even inflating the egos of women who really aren't that attractive by some people's estimation. And now, you know why dating has gotten harder, because these thirsty suckers have the attractive and the less attractive chicks egos out of control. These women are attention holes with black holes where their hearts should be. And these men and these these men are like desperate rabid dogs out here chasing cats. But these aren't regular cats. But these aren't just regular cats. They're really more like hyped up cheetahs on crack. So so good luck trying to catch one of them. The only thing I wonder is how long is it going to take for some thirsty dude to come out and start promoting a, a thirst walk? You know, preferably on the same day that the Amber Roses of the world will be having their slut walks. You know, just just so we can see what happens. Who knows? It it might not be a conflict. It might be a big hit because thirsty dudes and thoughts belong together, don't they? You can't really have one without the other. It's like a warped. It's like a warped, twisted kind of relationship. They have a they have a cyclical relationship. Actually, they exist only to bait and chase each other over and over again in a never ending circle of lust that will never really satisfy either side. It's like a bad TV show chase scene that's gone on for too long. And I think it's time for us to change the channel on all of it. Victory on liberty. In his world, there are only two ways of doing anything in life. His way or the wrong way. Both Marvel and DC superheroes read comic books about him. He doesn't believe in evolution, but evolution believes in him. He is Victory Unlimited, the most dangerous man in the world. I don't always laugh and make fun of Instagram models and mark ass busters, but when I do, it's at Thirsty Dudes and Thoughts. Stay thirsty, my friends.
Patreon Limited Show dot com.